The following podcast contains spoilers and words like piss, shit, and fuck. We watch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing with B. Dizzle and Dave. How you doing, mate? Better than you, sick boy. I'm glad you're on your feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm pulling through. I'm pulling through. <laughs> but yeah, the flu, it's the worst, man. <laughs> well, you did want to have children. That comes with the fucking yes. territory. You've now got <laughs> little plague rats that you send out into the world to bring back every virus they come across. Despite being sick, though, mate, I've been busy because you know what finally dropped this week? No, not Jason You've been from looking Binge Movies. Forward to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Woo-hoo! You've been looking forward to hearing it finally this week. Tarantino I'm over on Tarantino Binge Thorn. Movies podcast. Yes, that's right. Five Tarantino films. One episode, several hours, uh, and what, three first-time watches for me? So <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't admit that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say much worse things on the episode. You'll be oh surprised which of the first time watches I don't I'm like. I'm so <laughs> nervous and excited to listen to this. So, uh, yeah, get on over to there to binge movies. Um, I'll put I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, it Jason's was a good, good value. Good listen time. to him. If you're not already, yeah. should be. <laughs> Let's talk about some Shazam! Fury of the Shazam! Gods, which is a 2023 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character Shazam. Uh, it's the sequel, of course, to Shazam and the 12th installment in the DCEU. Had and no idea final. they were that many films now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Uh, directed by David F. Sandberg and written by Harry... Henry Gaiden and Chris Morgan. It stars, of course, Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazer, Rachel Zegler, Adam Brody, Ross Butler, Megan Good, Lucy Liu, Jimon Honsu, and Helen Mirren. And Dame Helen about, Mirren, Dame? thank you. Um, <laughs> we, re- we rejoin um, Billy Batson and his foster family um, a couple of years, I think, after the events of the first one. Um, he and the other kids have been continuing their superhero shenanigans, unbeknownst to their foster parents, um, with varying degrees of success, based on the fact that the papers are calling them the Philadelphia fiasco, and they then encounter um, the Daughters of Atlas, played by Lucy Liu and Dame Helen Mirren, (laughs) who are very cranky and they want their powers back, the um, wizard Jaman Honsu stole, and they're not happy about that, and yeah, a certain amount of antagonism between our heroes and said daughters ensues, with some <laughs> CG and Greek mythology thrown in for good measure. Yes. All right. Now let's get into the. I know that, and you mentioned last week that you enjoyed the first Shazam. I, I as think did it's I. Probably the best film in the DCEU. Agreed, yeah. I did not see Black Adam. Did you end up seeing that in the end? Yeah, unfortunately. It was fucking rubbish. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't so, a good film. <laughs> I, I need to know, is this better than Black Adam? I would have thought so. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. A, a I'm seeing really better. divisive stuff. I thought this film was totally fine. This I film did exactly it. what I expected after the first one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Um, let's get into this, though, because I was shocked. Did you know that Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu were the bad guys in this film? Yeah, I'd, I'd been forcibly 
fed a trailer in some other film I saw. So yeah. I I knew the premise. I knew they were there. Um, and they were as uncomfortable in their roles as I expected them to be. <laughs> But it was, <laughs> but it was still fun. This was a fun film. Yeah. The kids enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed I it. It's not bad. It's better than most films in the Phase Four of the MCU, with the exception 100%. of yep. maybe Black Widow was a bit more fun. But it's certainly better than most of the others. This was a perfectly fine film, and within I the agree. within I the think- within the framework of the DCEU, this was an excellent film. Yeah, hundred percent. I do think there's some clunky moments. I think there are mm. some elements that don't oh, work as perfect. well, which I'm sure we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, one My of the brain big- is all sick addled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, being a sequel, everything's bigger in scope and scale, and the CG is off the charts. You've got monsters galore all over the place, friggin' dragons. Um, I do think they did a good job of balancing that with the inherent. The first film was kind of similar to Spider-Man in a way. It was a um, kind of urban environment, ground level. It wasn't Superman or Batman or Earth. You know, this was small people in a, in their small, non-affluent foster family world, dealing with super stuff. And I think given how much bigger in scale this is and it, yeah. you, you are sort of dealing with, if not world-shattering stuff, at least city-shattering stuff in terms of, you know, the threat here is similar to the first Avengers film in that giant yeah. things are coming and they could destroy the whole city. So I think they did a good job of balancing the increased stakes with, Keeping the the, the humour and the interpersonal relationships and things yeah. at that sort of family level, the f- and they yeah. there are this is replete with Easter eggs and in jokes, um, not least the references to Fast and the Furious because Helen Mirren's in there, <laughs> Helen and, Mirren, yeah, and and the, the family references which I thought were hysterically funny. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought they maintained that balance really well. This didn't feel like it went off the rails the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For example, Ant Man three did, where I was just I was just going to bring you, that up because suddenly that's an you, you've example. got the you've got the small family thing, and it's they they lose all of that charm when they take the stakes yeah. up to you know larger levels. I think this did a much better job of keeping the heart and soul of the franchise yeah. while taking it sort of to the next level in terms of threat and CG and all the rest of it. I agree. I think that tonally, this film was perfect i laughed when the film wanted me to laugh i you know gasped at the screen when the film wanted me to gasp (laughs) like i i thought that it really balanced everything really quite well and even like i said i think there's some very clunky elements particularly towards the end where i felt very sorry for gal gadot having to turn up for a couple (laughs) of minutes last gasp at the character because it's probably the last time she puts the kid on yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I And I think the family dynamics work really well. If anything, I think they actually work even better in this film. And I was mm. curious how this was going to go, because obviously the kind of family superhero dynamic is, from my memory, like the final act of Shazam. He gives them all powers. And yeah. So the movie kind of ends and you're like, well, wow, that's interesting. How is that going to go from here? 
But I think that this movie actually did a really good job of of balancing that. And I thought the family yeah. dynamics were great. The siblings are all fun. They're fun in both their young and adult forms. And they balance it that works quite really well. well. It would be quite tricky from a writing stance to give a decent amount of time to the non-super versions of all these characters yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they don't all get equal screen time, obviously. Pedro and some of the others only get a few lines, but they're decent lines yeah. and, and they and they have a, a decent presence in the scenes that they're in, even if it isn't equally spread across all, of, all six of them. But I was expecting it to be all the super versions and to really not even see the kid versions of anyone except Billy and Freddie, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think they did a really good job. And- the writing, it, it, it's like they were aware of the difficulty of that balancing because the writing sort of very cleverly went, and now you have no powers, so you have to be the non-super version for a while so we yeah. get some time with you. Um, because yeah. I think Freddie in particular is a fairly central character and you don't yeah. just, I mean, much as I love Adam Brody, you don't just want him on screen. You do want Freddie for, to have some time on screen, particularly yeah. the um, when they introduce the third daughter of Atlas. Um, yeah. I think they, they worked all of that out that, that very, very cleverly, and it, it, it works. There was a nice balance in characters. Well, that kind of takes us naturally. Like, we've spoken about characters and tone and everything. Let's talk story. Um, do you think that this is a well-put-together narrative? Like, were you a fan of, of the way that the story evolved? Because, again, I, I actually think that mm. this movie is pretty good. I, yeah. I was shocked looking at, like, the Rotten Tomato scores, hearing all the discourse online. Like, lots of people aren't liking this. And I do wonder how much of that is just general superhero fatigue, expectations starting to become last kind of five years of- it, it, It's, yeah, starting to become uncool to like- Anything it is, superhero. It, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Look, uh, I think they did a and, – and my – much as in my teens I was probably almost more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy in my comic collecting days, um, yeah. I wasn't a Shazam reader. I know bits and pieces of, of the lore and so on, uh, enough to realise what a piece of trash Black Adam was. Um <laughs> I, I don't know whether the Daughters of Atlas is comic canon, whether it's drawn from there or if they just created it for the films. I did really like the way this tied back to the events of the first film in that everything in this film is a result of Shazam breaking the staff in the first one. It's all his fault. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I liked the story. I thought it. I, yeah. I, I. I mean, I'm like you. I'm a mythology nerd. So I mean, Ayla and I were sitting there geeking out, going, "Ooh, Manticore! Ooh, you know, Cyclops!" Yeah. And you yeah. would have. I mean, yeah. you would have loved the Harryhausen Cyclops from Sinbad. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I did. There I was, did. I mean, I actually, I really liked that. It's 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 a rarity for me to really enjoy the final act of a superhero film when it devolves into CG madness. And this I was think not that Wonder this Woman. film- 
No, this was having the right level of fun the entire time. It's the same. For starters, I completely agree. I, I, I liked the story, how it all related back to the staff. This really felt like a Shazam part two. Yeah, And exactly. even though, obviously, it's part of this wider DCEU, I guess, and like you say, this is no well, doubt the last one. you would think it should be, but really the only link we've ever had is the post credit scene in the first Shazam where- Exactly. You see Which Hen- this, this Henry Cavill's ass bigger, and and I, yeah. <laughs> I I did love the way they played on that by hinting at yeah. the fact that you had a stand-in actress playing Wonder Woman yeah. for the entire thing, and then at yes. the end, oh, holy shit, Gal Gadot just walked on screen. Um, yeah, I actually, I really, I thought that, I thought that was charming yeah. as fuck. I, I loved. It. Yeah, same. Yeah, so I think they do a really nice job of making this feel like a like an intimate which I think you used that word earlier, you know, it's, it really does feel like this small family superhero story. Um, and I think it's written quite well in that sense. And it was really funny. I, I did not know that Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu were the bad guys. And when they turned up, I was like, wow, this is, this is fucked up. <laughs> like these, <laughs> these guys are legit actors and they are, but the more I got into the movie, the more I felt like I understood what it was doing. And it was just, it it was just trying to be fun. And it, I and, think and it, it did it was, really well at I, that. And usually when, um, particularly with sort of sequel uh, superhero things, when they ramp the CG up, the CG is pretty dodgy. I mean, you're a better yeah. judge than I am, but I really liked all of the monsters in this. I thought the harpies looked great. Yeah, I same. The, I mean, uh, the introduction of the unicorns was one of the funniest things I've seen in many films. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. just like- Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Unicorns. Oh no, they're the most, they're, the, they're the scariest of all the monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, the Skittles jokes were fucking hilarious. Um Yeah. I I thought I, I thought the dragon looked great. I've heard other people say that they thought the dragon looked a bit ropey. I thought the dragon looked fucking awesome. I had no, no so issues I, I with thought, it. And I, I loved the design of the dragon too. Dragons are one of those interesting Made of wood. That was awesome. <laughs> Where did that yeah. come from? That was genius. They're one of those interesting mythological creatures where it's like everybody knows what a dragon looks like. And yet it is one of those creatures where you can really have fun designing them. And I think this oh, film actually did that. I think, in there, I think know, the design of the dragon legs? is very Is it a wyvern that's yeah. only got two? Is it, is it an Asian looking yep. thing that's a bit more lion? Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that the design and the overall look and rendering of this dragon was really fucking cool. I thought it yeah. looked great. Yeah, and just close enough to um, Game of Thrones to make the Khaleesi joke really funny. Yes. That was, yes. That, I mean, I'd seen it in the trailer and I still laughed out loud in the cinema. <laughs> Yo, <Yeah>. Khaleesi, smash. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Um, I, I do have to say, I, I, much as I enjoyed most of the cast, <laughs> I think Lucy Liu was pretty bad in this. Ah, oh, but you know what? Every time I see Mirren was good, but Lucy Liu, I think, I forget. Not I f- well. Every time I see her, I forget how hot she is. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fucking, yep. Fucking 57 year old, whatever she is now, Lucy Liu, she still has it going on, man. Ah, keep her. <laughs> I didn't mind her in elementary, but, you know, never done it for me. No, nah, I, I bet Paul from the countdown will be on my side. <laughs> oh, you know, his predilections. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Lucy, Lucy Lou. Yep. Um, I thought that the weakest performance in the film by far was uh, Rachel Zegler as um, 
as the third sister. Oh, really? I thought she was fine. Oh, no, man. (laughs) She was all right. I I mean, it's not- I think hers is the weakest writing across the board. And I think part of that is plot. That character has to do a lot in terms of- You know, at one point, one of the characters- It might even be Shazam says, you know, like, who's- Whose side is she on? And I do think that the plot does a lot of um, playing about there with, you know, it's very clear from the start that she's a good guy. She's very nice. She really likes Freddie. So then when there's that. Turn, yeah, but it, I, I think it was, I don't think it was meant to really be uncertain. I think it, she was always meant no. to be seen to be the decent one who was kind of torn between. Her siblings and yeah. the overall family thing, because she's been, she's been alive for thousands, you know, thousands of years, and yeah. the fact that she genuinely likes this young guy and she's the youngest, you know, I thought all that was ex- played out exactly as it was meant to. I I never got the sense that they were wanting me to be torn on her allegiance. No, but I think I I think that just that the film. But with her character in particular, isn't quite as clear on the motivations as it is with everybody else, I think. Um, so, I don't know. For me, I, I just think the writing there was a little bit weak and it came across a little bit the one, in her performance uh, yeah, on account I, I, of that. Thinking about it, the one thing I think they did gloss over was what the three of them were supposed to be doing. They referred yeah. to their sort of- underlying reason for being that they were supposed to be protecting or bringing back their world. Yeah. And and they did refer a few times to, no, no, we're supposed to be doing X or Y. Yeah. But never really spelt that out, which, yeah, you're right. That was a little bit lacking in the writing. You sort of had to read between yeah. the lines and go, okay, well, Helen Mirren's kind of the middle of the road. She's doesn't really- uh, relate to these puny mortals, but she's generally yeah. a good person who's trying to do, you know, and then you've got junior sister, whatever her name, I can't remember her name, and <laughs> Anna, Anna Thea, Anna, whatever, um, yeah. who sympathises with the mortals because she's the youngest. Presumably she's, yeah. you know, maybe a 100 years younger in a multi-thousand-year <laughs> yeah. life. So, so that makes her relate to our puny species. Um she yeah. relates to us and wants to protect us. And then you've got Lucy Liu who doesn't give a shit and is, you know, therefore yeah. the default villain. Yeah. But they I think the film- I think maybe even a- God, I hate flashbacks normally, but maybe even a flashback to them- Well- With- I agree. Their father alive. Yeah. Showing him telling them, oh, you must always preserve our world at all costs. Something yeah. would have gone a long way to- remedying that. I agree because I think for me, part of the problem is that I didn't understand their relationship as well as I think the film wanted me to. Like you think about the first, God, must be 30, 40 minutes of the film where you see quite a bit of Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu together. That third sister's never around until you get that reveal right at and the end. And they never mention well, her. It's not did- like, no, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And so it's almost like, well, when did, when did she come into this part of the, plot like when did they reach out to her and say hey you look young go to this high school because it's not like she's there at the high school from the start like you get a lot of them they go to the museum they get the staff they're already you know turning people to stone and shit and it's like so surely that sister was part of it i've solved it oh my god i've solved it you know what this movie needed yeah it needed an a cold open 
like monkey magic had. You need to <laughs> see them in heaven. You needed Pigsy and Sandy all in heaven, along with Monkey. You needed to see them where they were before the events of this film. You yep. needed the father figure there going, this is where we are. Uh, you know, we need to always preserve, you know, the magical tree and the la-di-da and, and oh, Lucy Lou, you know, make sure that you always keep things in line. And, oh, you know, younger daughter, you should always be, you know, gentle in nature. And <laughs> Helen Mirren, you must always be the old sage one. And da da da, da. And then, you know, text comes up on screen. And then he died. <laughs> and then the yeah. events of the movie well, start. <laughs> yeah. Monkey magic Speaking had it of- right. That's what we need. <laughs> Speaking of, and then he died. Let's get to the end of the film then. Because that is, to me, the clunkiest section. Um, oh, so, it's, it's cheesy spoilers. in a good way. Uh, spoilers. Our hero Shazam dies. Um, and it's a, you know, touching scene, whatever, you know, like all the siblings. And then Wonder Woman rocks up and just brings him back to life. I'm sorry, but I, I the ending. <laughs> okay, or, as one, much as I yes, enjoyed this film, I have almost nothing whole- bad to say about the rest of this film. <laughs> that ending nearly ruined it for me. It was really, right. really fucked up. I'll be, I'll be devil's advocate. Okay, yes, the whole we need a god. Oh, there are none left. Yes, there is. There's one. That, that was <laughs> bullshit, and we all know it. Yeah. And it was, it was cheesy enough that I kind of forgave it because I mean, it leans into the cheese at least, it, like, and it also. Was the punchline of the joke of having the unseen Wonder Woman all the way through the dream sequences that you assumed was like the Henry Cavill thing in the first one where, yeah, you know, we can't afford the actor, so we'll only show him from the waist, you know, the, the chest down or whatever. I yeah. thought that that kind of offset the inherent kind of naffness of that scene. Yeah. I also think they very, and I don't know how deliberate this was, but. It worked. Having your main character die when you're the last film in the franchise and everyone knows you're the last film in the franchise before it completely reboots under new management, I actually spent at least a few minutes going, fuck, that's ballsy. They actually killed him off. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, half of me thought, well, they're not going to kill Shazam. But half of me thought, Maybe they fucking did. Yeah. Maybe they knew yeah. that this was the end of the road. They must have had an inkling when they were making this that um, James Gunn and Peter Safran were taking over and they were resetting the bar and everything. I mean, but even maybe if, they even went. If they fuck didn't it. have an idea when they were taking over. They would have known in the last couple of weeks before yeah. release. You could, and, you and could the, just very and easily edit. Could that it, yeah, exactly. And they dragged it out long enough that I actually started to think that was the case. It's not like he was dead for a few minutes and then went. And came back to life. He was fucking buried. The funeral was almost yeah, over before Gal Gadot yeah. came in and went and did whatever fucking magical bullshit, hoo boo whatever she did that, that <laughs> brought him back to life. And it wasn't really clear how that worked. Um, no, it she's, wasn't. At she's all. not a fucking god. She's half god, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Um, but I think that worked really well. And then having him come out and sort of go. Oh my god, Wonder Woman! Well, you know I'm 18, whatever, and have her just like slap him down. That was funny too. Yeah. So it all kind of worked for me. I know it wasn't. Yeah. Great. I, I yeah. know it was a bit cheesy and all the rest, but, <laughs> but it was fun enough that it it kind of fit with the rest of the film. And and I, I think I, I, I think just, you're right. I think I at the end of the day, it. Yeah, 
I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, for me, it does get a pass just on fun mm. and the cheesiness of it and leaning into that. Because I agree, it, it tricked me. I thought that they were going to kill him off. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's, that is ballsy. And I'm torn because there's a part of me that I would absolutely see Shazam 3. 100% I would. Oh, if they made it, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd gladly look forward to it and see it. I, I mean, I love yeah. Zach Lair. I was a huge Chuck fan. I just like it in general. Yes. Um, I like the rest of the cast. There were a couple of weird things that I'm, I'm not sure why they did them. Not having a different actress for Mary as a superhero. Which, yeah, I mean, it kind is, of- Just because she is so attractive that we just want her on screen all the time. Like, is that it? Because I agree. That- I do think that's weird. Um, um, I, I, I don't know that if this implies- is the case. I have seen other people refer to it, and it's the thing that I thought of at the time in my limited knowledge of the, fr- of the comic franchise. Mary Marvel in the comics got her powers- in a different way than the rest of the family. She didn't get them through Shazam and, and she, she got them from a different source. And yeah, right. as a result, she never had a different form as an adult. Now, obviously, in the first film, they didn't do that. No. But that could have just been a weird Easter egg for, for uber DC fans to go, oh, Mary Marvel. Yeah. Or it could have, I still they could think have it's been the sort of going- level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it might have just been them sort of going, oh, well- the the kind of the, the 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 gist of this franchise is that you've got kids who say a magic word and become adult superheroes and she's already she, an adult she, she yeah she's in the first film she was 17 18 ish she was almost an adult now she's in her 20s she is her adult form maybe that's why she looks the same but Billy Batson is 18 in this or nearly 18 that's what I was so going to say the same thing yeah that doesn't really hold water yeah. I, I kind of think it's a nod to the the comic origins and, it, it's, and the fact she's hot hot AF. Um, but I, I think it's kind of a, just a weird little Easter egg because this, this I mean, David Sandberg has peppered this movie with Easter eggs, um, yeah. Yeah. particularly horror Easter eggs, which my younger daughter was just- yes. Geeking out I, over I was, the cinema. I was going to say, this movie surprised me with some of its violence. There were some segments where I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is- Like, it, it's hard to describe. There's not a lot of blood or anything, but there are some- A lot of people die, though, when those violence. mythical creatures yeah. start turning up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, this movie's actually not holding back on that front. Like, I th- I thought it was done really well, because Sandberg, of course, is a horror director. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was- th- this had much more horror adjacent elements to me than Multiverse of Madness did. I was so disappointed with that. And when you get a director of Sam Raimi's caliber, I was really hoping for more of that, which you didn't get. But you'd actually do get quite a bit of it here. Turns out Scott Derrickson is a better horror director than Sam Raimi. Because <laughs> the, well, yeah. the first Doctor Strange shits on the second one. Um, 100%. But yeah, I, I mean, Sandberg, I mean, he peppered the- I mean, obviously- as the director of the better Annabelle film, um, we got Annabelle appearing. As uh, I don't remember this, but apparently Annabelle appeared in the, in the first um, Shazam film and other DC films as well. So I, I, I don't know. I, I read that somewhere. But um, my 11-year-old daughter leapt out of her seat and pointed at the screen and yelled Annabelle at, a, at an embarrassingly loud volume. 
<laughs> which which uh, uh, in hindsight was hysterically funny. Um, but the, the other, I mean, there were other more subtle Easter eggs. Um, wa- walking, uh, one of the scenes where they're walking through the streets, there's like a big neon sign that says Fulci, um, referencing Lucio Fulci, obviously. Uh, the therapist who has Annabelle in his office, <laughs> the name on his thing is Dario Bava. <laughs> Dario Argento and Mario Bava. I mean, yeah. I was I was in hog heaven just sitting back and watching these things on screen. Um, yeah. None of my kids got them. I mean, apart from the animal thing, but <laughs> but I it it made me extraordinarily happy seeing this stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, so all in all, how are you scoring Shazam: Fury of the Gods? It's a high seven. It's it's definitely yes, a seven. I say, my but seven. It's yep. not an eight. I mean, it, it's it, it can't be. But it, but it's a very strong seven. I had nothing but fun with this. It it's uh, it's. I mean, it's maybe a shade below the first one, but it's pretty close. It's 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 a strong yeah, I sequel. Agree. I I really enjoyed I agree. it. Yep, I would watch this again. Absolutely, like I saw it alone 100%. without news. If if she said to me tomorrow, oh, like I'm keen on seeing that, I'd be yeah. Let's go do it. Oh, not? yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely rec- recommend. All right. Well, this was good. All right, well, I'm not really sure what we're getting to next week, mate. I'm um I'm going to be quite busy in the future. I've just accepted a new role working on a film, which I think I'm technically not allowed to say the name of. Very, ex- <laughs> very exciting, though. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, maybe maybe we should get to, like, some more top tens and stuff. Yeah, I'm keen. Stuff stuff that I don't need to get to the movies for. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what it'll be next week, but fuck, it's going to be no. good. So, you want you, oh, you to tune in. Mate, Ooh, it's whatever gonna be- it's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> real fucking top work, I promise. Baller stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing.com. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Go watch 1999's The Mummy, because it's really good. (laughs) It is, actually. (laughs) 